0: For more information about Living Word St. Paul, head on over to lwcc.org St. Paul. Has religion ever seemed extremely small to you? Have you ever looked around in the year 2020 and wondered, maybe, at least I hope, <laughs> that there's something out there bigger than all of this because in the current year we've seen the failure of so many things that we used to have hope in. Uh, think of how we view politics, especially for me as a white American male, it's been wild watching uh, what we call the two-party system in the United States just completely fall apart in so many of our minds, to the point where we're really asking ourselves, is this the best way to do this, in all honesty? And if you've asked these questions in the year 2020, Uh, This is a great video for you to watch because I want to read from the Bible as much as that might scare some of you. I want to record this uh, for any of you who have asked the question, "Is is is it possible that there's something bigger in the universe that is something that I can hope in? And to be honest, and I would agree with you in the major world religions at this moment most of what we see and to be honest i grew up in christianity most of what i see does not seem to reflect the love the unconditional love that the bible and jesus is really talking about so i want to read from the bible and i would just ask that you approach this with an open mind like you would anything else um And I think you'll be surprised as to what you might hear in this. So let me open my technological Bible. This is in the book of Acts, and this is a really interesting story where one of the greatest messengers of the way of Jesus is talking to people who don't understand the language of the Bible. So if you're watching this video and you're thinking to yourself, okay, he's gonna read from a Bible that I don't even really think is Like, I don't even believe in the Bible, so why should I listen to this guy talk to me about it? This story is actually about a messenger of the way of Jesus talking to people who really don't see the Bible as any valid source of truth. And so I want to read straight from this. So the Apostle Paul, the messenger that I was just referencing standing in the midst of the Aeropagus, and this was like a Greek center of conversation, um, standing in the middle of this center, he said, men of Athens, I perceive that in every way you are extremely superstitious. You look really deep into things. For as I passed along and I looked at the objects of your worship, I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God, in Greek, he would have literally said agnostos theos. And if that word agnostos sounds familiar, it is literally the where, the, where we get the word agnostic, where we have a large group of uh, the world population that would consider themselves agnostic, that there is something, probably, um, but I don't really know if I can attach a name to it. And so Paul literally uses a Greek name, a name that we don't find in the Bible. So you can imagine if there were Jewish believers around him at that time, it probably was a little bit offensive, if not extremely offensive, to hear Paul reference the God of the Jews as a Greek name, Agnostos Theos. And so he takes this language that was theirs, and he adapts it Watch how he connects the bridge here. It's mind-blowing. What you worship as agnostos, unknown, this is what I'm here to talk to you about. So already, he's meeting them on the grounds of their language. He's not demanding that they come reference a bunch of scripture and that they understand everything that the Jewish believers did. But he's meeting them in their religion, their language, their thought process, their culture. And he even uses a name that had never been used for the God of the Bible in the past. So he says, I want to speak to you about the agnostos theos, the God who made the world and everything in it. This is crazy that he's adapting this. So the agnostos theos, the unknown God, the God who made everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made with hands, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. That's a really comforting sentence there to me, that this God, this agnostos theos, gives to all people life and breath and everything. If that wasn't enough, if life and breath wasn't enough, let me just include everything, everything. And he made from one man every nation of mankind. So from our ancestor, what the Bible calls Adam, from one man. But he doesn't say Adam. He just says from one man. What's interesting is that the Greeks actually had a one man that they believed, uh, all the nations came from. So he's not saying what the Bible calls Adam, even though he is talking about Adam. The Greeks actually had their own creation story, which he's not, he's not pushing the Jewish creation story down their throats, but again, he's adapting and building a bridge between their language and the language of the Bible. So, from one man, every nation of mankind to live on all of the face of the earth. Watch this, watch what this agnostos theos does. Having determined allotted periods, time periods, and boundaries of their dwelling place, even, he's saying that every nation was given literally a boundary, so that, watch this is crazy, that they would seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. I just wanna stick there for a second because I don't hear this from many religious pulpits, that Paul is speaking to people who don't speak the language of the Bible, yet he's preaching the Bible to them, but he's doing it in a way that is bridging culture and language. And when he does this, He's talking about this agnostos theos that literally designated time periods and literal land boundaries for people to live in. He says in order that, it's the reason that like shocks me personally, in order that they would seek God, and here's the key word for me here that is just astounding, and it's, it goes so far beyond all religious barriers. And perhaps feel their way. Feelings, feeling your way to God, is not something that I hear much about from the religious spectrum. He said he gave everyone a chance to feel their way toward God. I know a lot of religious settings that would call this blasphemous, and yet the writer of the New Testament is saying this from his own mouth, that there would be all people would be given the opportunity to feel their way, not think, but feel their way toward him, which tells us that the agnostos theos, this unknown God, this God of everything, not, not just limited to a scripture book, but the the God of the scripture book and the God of everything, the God that the scriptures are talking about, is so big to the point where he gave every nation, every single people group, a chance to feel their way toward him, which is why you see in so many of the world religions and thought processes, all different cultures are actually so close in so many different ways. And sometimes uh, I've asked myself, why do they all sound so close and yet they differ on certain points? But it seems like they're all moving toward the same destination. And that's what Paul's saying here is that there is it's just mind-blowing to me that all people were giving the ability to feel their way. Not, I think we when we think of religion, we think of like five different steps that you need to know, but he's telling us that there is something internally, if you allow it to work in you, that it will actually progress you towards this destination that he calls knowing the all unknown God, the agnostos theos. Again, he hasn't used the name Yahweh, which the Bible has used for God's name. He hasn't even mentioned Jesus yet. He is using all Greek language up until this point, and he says that everyone has a chance to find him. Yet he's actually not far from each one of us. And I just want to encourage every single person watching here, no matter how distant the idea of a God feels, I I wish these words would just kinda like ring around on the inside of you for the next week, for the next two weeks, no matter what happens in your life, that you would come to a realization that's beyond logic, that there is an agnostos theos, there is a creator, there is a loving being that is so big to the point where you can feel your way towards him and he's not far from you. He's not as far as so much of religion will tell you that he is. He's not far. He says, each and every one of you, think about that, that he's talking to people who aren't all religious. The Greeks were extremely promiscuous. These people had temples that were all entirely based around sex religions. Yet he's saying that God, this God is not far from any of you. For in him, and he quotes The Jay-Z of the Greeks. This is so wild to me. Again, he's speaking the language of their culture, their religion. He's speaking their language, yet he's building a bridge between the God of the Bible, the God of everything, and the God of the Greeks, the Agnostos Theos. For in him, he quotes a poet. And from this poetry, from this cultural poetry, he's going to derive truth even from this poetry. In him we live and move and have our being. That's a Greek poet. He doesn't quote scripture, but he quotes their own poets. It'd be like if we used Jay-Z to derive truth from his poetry. Can, when's the last time you heard a sermon that was all based on what Jay-Z said? I haven't heard one. But in him we live and move and have our being. That's a Greek poet. As even some of your poets have said, that's what Paul says. For we are indeed his offspring. That's again from more Greek poetry. And from this Greek poem, from the Greek Jay-Z, being then God's offspring, we ought not to think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art or imagination of man. I think that one of the greatest (sighs) boundaries and mistakes that Christianity in general made was the moment we started drawing pictures of Jesus. The moment you start creating an icon of what Jesus looks like and the disciples and you start making icons, literally symbols, idols, idols things that we are carving from our own imagination to portray what we believe this God looks like. And it's not that, again, it's all wrong that you draw a picture of Jesus, but the moment you start to make that image, the picture of Jesus that you worship, what ends up happening, that's the whole reason why white Jesus is such a cultural divisive figure. Because the second you draw a white Jesus, I mean, again, this is from a Eurocentric Christianity uh, from which we have so much damage done in history. And I agree that there were good things done, yet at the same time, we have this image made of Jesus, even to the point where now we're wearing necklaces with crosses on them. There's no guilt towards anyone who's doing that. But if that is the thing that carries some form of power, listen to what the Bible itself is saying about this that it is not made with gold or silver. This isn't about. Something that we make with our hands or draw, or some white Jesus or a black Jesus that we draw. This is bigger than what Jesus looks like in terms of skin color. This is bigger than us worshiping the wooden figure of the cross. This is something that is so big that this apostle is able to bridge the Greeks. And the Jews who are so far apart in their cultural differences. And yet, watch this, I'm getting to the end of this. The times of ignorance God overlooked, but now he commands all people everywhere to change their mind from making images of God. Because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness, in right doing, by a man whom he has appointed. And of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. I've always thought that was kind of funny, especially in 2020, like, he had me until here. (laughs) He really did, to be honest with you. Uh, As a millennial, I'm reading this and I'm super on board with the whole thing. I'm like, wow, this God is so big. He's bridging all languages, all, He's, he's so big. He's big enough for everybody. And then he goes on this thing that he's telling us should assure us that this is true. And the assurance is that he raised a Jewish teacher from the dead. And to wrap this all up, essentially the whole point I'm making here is that the agnostos theos, the God that I believe is ruler of absolutely everything and ruler might be, again, might might be kind of a scary word for those of us who have seen leadership so abused all over the world in terms of government and just power corrupts and so that being said when i say ruler i mean an unconditionally loving agnostos theos a god that can bridge your language and your culture that this is not just uh this is not just some white boy up here preaching a eurocentric christianity but this is one actually a God that I can honestly believe in because he's big enough not just to speak the language of the Bible, but he's big enough to speak the language of our poets. Wherever that is to you, whether you live uh, in Russia and you're watching this, or you're watching this from Southeast Asia, um, wherever you're watching this from with all of our different cultures It's amazing to me that he says, this God gives us a way to feel our way to him. And this Jesus that the Bible is presenting is not one that is so small to the point where it's just believe these five different things and then everything, you you get the password to heaven, but this God is so big that he gives space to allow ourselves to feel toward him. And that happens through art. That happens through music. That happens through mathematics. That happens through architecture. This is a God who speaks all languages. That's why the Bible says that every every tribe and tongue will confess that he is Lord because in everything that we're doing, whether you're a mathematician, whether you're a college professor, whether you're an artist, however, whatever language you're speaking, this God inhabits everything that you're doing in the heartbeat of what you're doing. And so uh, to find him, just like Paul is saying, it doesn't take work, and he's so much closer than all of us have ever thought before. And so, that being said, I just want to encourage all of us here, everybody watching, that the God I'm presenting to you today is one that is big enough to speak your language. And so, you don't necessarily have to come and read a bunch of scripture at this point, but you can keep on majoring on mathematics. And I believe that as you continue to live your life and just be and enjoy what you're doing, you'll actually find that the truth of the universe, that there is an unconditionally loving agnostos theos, an unconditionally loving Jesus that permeates every single thing that we do. And I think that makes it so much easier and life-giving. And so that being said, feel free to share this video with anyone you know that just kinda has questions about all of this. This has been something that's helped me personally, and we're gonna continue to post more videos on this particular uh, subject moving forward. That being said, I am a pastor as weird as that sounds we have a church uh, we've been in the a bus station in Minnesota but we're actually moving to a house church um, community where we have communities uh, our goal is to be as global as possible and so that being said our goal is to have house communities in every nation across the world that speaks all different kinds of languages, whether that's a bunch of musicians, uh, architects, uh, whatever it is that you do, this is a church and a community who believes in a God who speaks all languages, so we also believe that we can do the same. So that being said, all of you are welcome. Uh, We'd love for you to join our community, but that being said, we just appreciate you watching this video. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. If you'd like to connect with us further, go to our website so we can help you connect with one of our hosts. We understand that there are some that want to support what we're doing financially, so we want to give you the space to do so. Feel free to text LWSP and your amount to 28950, or you can visit lwcc.org give. We want you to know if you feel obligated to give at this moment, please don't give. To those who are giving today, though, we want to give you a big thank you and thank you for your financial support as we continue to support our community and share this message. Lastly, as always, stay connected with us throughout the week by following our Instagram or visiting our website, lwcc.org slash St. Paul. And we'll see you guys next week.